The statements and theories expressed on Booze Clues are those of the investigators and not necessarily shared by the Geeks Under the Influence Network or associated properties, venues, and sponsors. Listener discretion is advised. Please drink responsibly. We want you to enjoy the show, not be one of its headlines. In true crime podcasts, alcohol-based offenses are considered especially hilarious. In Richmond, Virginia, the dedicated detectives who investigate these drunken incidents are members of an elite squad known as the Booze Clues. Uh, every evening when the sun goes down, get up my party and I begin to cry. I don't care what the people are thinking. I'm not drunk. I'm just a drink. I say I'm up another round. I say I'm up another round. I say I'm up another round. One more round. Get me down. All right, we are about ready to get started. What's up, Richmond, Virginia? Woo! We are here at the dark room in the Hofheimer building of Richmond, Virginia, about ready to get started with Booze Clues. So before we get started, I've got to introduce our host, the one and only, you know him and you love him, it's Mike the Hobbit Bicket. What's up, Archmand? We are here getting the pregame going for uh, St. Patrick's Day that com- ha- comes up this month. Uh, here at Booze Clues, we get started way early, so we are throwing the hell down uh, here in the dark room this evening. Thank you so much for coming out for another live recorded Booze Clues here. Uh, I appreciate some of the regulars that come to all these shows. I see a couple new faces in the crowd. I appreciate you coming out and checking out what we're doing here. I also want to thank everybody that came out to any of the Geeks Under the Influence Network stuff that we did at GalaxyCon last weekend. Woo! <laughs> That was a lot. That was six panels. We had five live recorded podcasts and a, and a panel on podcasting that we did there. And uh, pretty good turnouts. We had a lot of people asking us stuff after the show, wanting to know where to get stuff from GY and also just interested in what the hell they just witnessed. So, <laughs> um, so speaking of what the hell you're about to witness here, if you're unfamiliar, Booze Clues is Richmond's only brew crime podcast where we, uh, we pick up some of the craziest stories from around the world over the last month uh, about people doing dumb stuff when they're drinking or just dumb booze-related stories, not necessarily uh, just crime-related. Sometimes, like, I think the last one we had one where uh, there was a well that had uh, buried booze seeped into the well and they were just, like, having booze in their faucets. So those stories are definitely included as well. But the, the part of this is that we're not making fun of the people that are having maybe one of their worst days ever. It's more creating urban legends from these people <laughs> because everybody's had that night where you or somebody you knew was that asshole <laughs> that just had a little bit too much, acted a fool, did something dumb. These are exaggerations of that, or maybe in your life, not at all an exaggeration of that. So we're here to celebrate uh, just how dumb and weird we can get sometimes when we've had a little bit too much to drink. Um, we also remind you that we are, are telling you to drink responsibly. Uh, don't drink and drive. We want you to be part of, uh, enjoy the show and not necessarily be one of the headlines because that would be unfortunate. Because 100%, if, if one of my friends uh, becomes a headline, oh, you're coming on, you're going to be the subject of this show. Like, that's happening. <laughs> I'm not missing out on that opportunity. 
So uh, I uh, compile every month uh, some of the best uh, performers, podcasters, entertainers, comedians to come up on stage and help me investigate some of these headlines. And uh, first one up is a regular on the Geeks on the Influence Network. He's uh, been around since almost the beginning of the network, which will be five years in April. Uh, we're bringing up the Danimal. What's up, bud? Get my microphone on my hand, so we're good to go. Good to go. Good, good to, to go. go. So, Dan. Yes, sir. You and I have had a number of drinks over the years of knowing each other. Yes. Um, and But we have never shared an experience of going drunkenly to get food at a fast food restaurant well wasted. No, just after a podcast. Just after a podcast, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, this is not an experience that you and I have personally shared, and hopefully the way this story goes is not how we would share it. But... Uh, we're going to dig into this. This comes from the 21st of February from this year from Fox 2 in Detroit. Uh, Dan, if you could read me the headline of this story. Out cold. Two drunk drivers arrested in drive through of Troy McDonald's. Now, when you hear the headline, two arrested, you would think maybe they were there together. No, two separate cars at the same time were arrested in a McDonald's drive through that were strangers. <laughs> So like what, like 30 some years apart in age? Yeah, they were vastly is... different in age. Uh, this is not like it had nothing to do with each other except both deciding that the line was taking too long and I need a nappy. <laughs> so which I understand. Everybody's been that long drive home after a long night. Just uh, I'm tired. And, but, and deciding to go to McDonald's instead of Taco Bell. It's like it's a bad decision. That's actually what I'm surprised about here is like McDonald's is not my late night go to. Oh. Now, when I was in Detroit, I got to visit Detroit. The go-to out there is fucking White Castle. Yes. Like, that is the go-to late-night thing. And if you fell asleep in the line at White Castle, they would probably just push you over, get in your car, park it, and then bring you your food because that's their clientele. They're not going to call the cops at White Castle in Detroit. They're not doing that. Well, I mean, you would think that they would just break into their car and give them their food. At that yeah, point, right. right? <laughs> Dude, here's your food. <laughs> so, yeah, let's get into it. Uh, Troy police said two perfect strangers, <laughs> Balky, uh, one, one of them. I don't go on, of course. <laughs> uh, who don't know each other but live less than a mile from a McDonald's were both found passed out in the drive-thru of the fast food restaurant and both were drunk. Someone called the 911 just before, the, the 911, apparently I'm getting really old. Uh, somebody called that their 911. And, uh, You're not driving home, are you? <laughs> <laughs> For sake of it being recorded, no. Uh, <laughs> someone called 911 just before 3 a.m. on Saturday, uh, Saturday, February 15th, to report that two people appeared to be asleep in their cars at the McDonald's drive-through at Rochester and Big Beaver. So wait, so it's February? Yes. No, there is there is a, a very publicly traveled road called Big Beaver in Detroit. And this was the the late night after Valentine's Day. This was post. This is the, like right after Valentine's Day night. So these are dudes. I I actually didn't think about that. This is Saturday, February fifteenth at three a.m. So this is post Valentine's Day. There is no mention of their but beloveds in the car with them as they fell asleep. So these dudes either had a real bad Valentine's Day night, or uh, were were drinking about not having a Valentine's Day night. I think, yeah. Or had a really good one and had a bad decision afterwards. And little did they know, in a McDonald's uh, food lane, they would find their spiritual connection. <laughs> Thirty-seven years apart. 
When police arrived, they found both drivers asleep at the wheel. It was totally unrelated. Two people that didn't know each other. It was just a coincidence, said Troy Police Sergeant Megan Lehman. So I doubt this is the first time that anybody has ever fallen asleep in a uh, drive through lane. That probably happens once a Saturday in every town in America. <laughs> I, mean, like, I, I would say that it probably happens more often in a Waffle House. Okay. Or a cookout. <laughs> You know the cookout on Broad Street has that happen like every 45 minutes on Saturday. Somebody that just just put on the e-brake and said, fuck it, I need a nap. Uh, that absolutely happened. Yes, chicken quesadilla, wake me up when it's ready. And just like pulls the seat back <laughs> and waits. Drive forward, please. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. but the fact that two at the same time, like there's no talk about them. I think actually they had multiple lanes of drive through so this was a like Chick-fil-A type situation of, of multiple lanes of drive through traffic with less homophobia, uh, where <laughs> 86 the homophobia uh, that, yeah, two people in different lanes of traffic like held up the 3 a.m. Big Mac uh, acquisition. Well, I mean, there was there was somebody behind him, wasn't there? So... Yes. Yeah, I think that goes into it. Um, yeah. Behind the two cars was a third car. Yeah, behind the two cars was the third car. That person apparently assumed those two drivers were waiting for food. Uh, that kind of patience is unusual. Yes. Imagine you're that guy being like, well, I just, I don't want to be a bother. I know it's been 30 minutes since they gave any food out to anybody, but uh, <laughs> the kind of patience is unusual. That's fantastic. Uh, with that driver heading home, without their food, uh, Lehman said the officers tried to wake up the two slumbering drivers. Uh, these people were out cold, she said. Imagine you being a, first off, you're working at McDonald's in Detroit at 3 a.m. on a Saturday of Valentine's Day. So fuck your life already, right? <laughs> but then additionally, there are two people that are holding up the lane and you've got angry people really mad about the fact that their apple pie is going to be cold by the time they eat it. And then you have to call the cops and then wait. And Detroit has three cops. <laughs> like, that's all that's left in Detroit is three cops. So it took probably three and a half hours for the cops to come out and stop this from happening. Well, if, if RoboCop was right, like if OCP would just get their act together. They won't even let them put the statue right. up yet. <laughs> like, they're not ready for the statue. I don't think they're ready for a real RoboCop. <laughs> Though if anybody, any city needs it. See, but, but, but... Uh, on the record, okay, like that that movie I believe actually took place in 2019. Okay, so that movie, if they keep oh, talking about doing a new version of RoboCop, uh, like they did the remake that was trash, but like a real, like honest to god good version of RoboCop, and they wouldn't even have to do set dressing in Detroit now because Detroit now looks like the Detroit that was made up for the Paul Verhoeven <laughs> RoboCop back in the 80s. <laughs> I've been there. If you like urban decay, that is the city to go to. You just don't want to think too much about the fact that that's all displaced families. And, and like Detroit directions is much like country directions where it's like, yeah, you turn right at the cow. But at Detroit, it's like, yeah, you turn right where that crack house got burned down two years ago. That's that's the turns there. See the pile of dead bodies turn left there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, they're not that bad. <laughs> they're like fuck, just piles. No, maybe after coronavirus hits Detroit, they'll get there. But uh, until then, that's, that's next week. Uh, that's <laughs> next week. Yeah. Everybody in Detroit. No one in Detroit's getting coronavirus. They're like, we live in Detroit. 
<laughs> fuck your coronavirus. Like, we're good. <laughs> we got to root for the lions. Like, come on. <laughs> These people were out cold. Uh, one of the officers even gave one of the drivers a sternum rub. Sexy. Mm, that's, that's sexy. That's the kind of rub I want. Yeah, from a cop. <laughs> I've seen this movie <laughs> on Pornhub. Uh, and prepared to give him Narcan, thinking he might have overdosed. Wow. From a, from a point one six. Yeah. He, OD'd, he OD'd on a point one six. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Eventually, both drivers woke up to the police literally shaking them awake. Uh, get out. It's the police department. All of us. All three of us. Uh, <laughs> in Detroit, that's the one time it's true. <laughs> you see like two cops. It's the police department. You're like, uh, yeah, that's all of you. Like, yeah. <laughs> there might be crime elsewhere. That's fine. One of the officers can be heard saying to a 24-year-old driver who appeared to even try to put his seatbelt back on. <laughs> also, so they, they fell asleep while waiting in line, which means that their feet were firmly planted on the brake and it was never eased up on. So there was at any point, even when they were getting woken up, they could have like released their foot off the brake and crashed into the first car. There's no nothing in this about that. So talk about commitment to the bit. Like they just fully were, were prepared to take a uh, drunk nappy at the McDonald's. Now, can you imagine that though? You're like, yes, I'd like a Big Mac. I mean, my girlfriend can attest that I fall asleep mid-sentence and it doesn't require booze, but... <laughs> I've, I have traveled to cons with you, I know. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> very right. true. Uh, one of the officers can be heard saying, um, who appeared to even try to put a seatbelt back on, he blew a .16, twice the legal limit. The other driver, a 56-year-old man, blew a .13. Yeah. <laughs> that's slacker, the, right? <laughs> those are slacker numbers. I want to see... I expect better numbers from Detroit. Come on. Maybe it's just <laughs> up from Richmond, where we, we know our, our point levels a little bit better, and we, we go for gold around Dude, here, I mean, sir. The Lions have had higher point totals than this. <laughs> yeah, oh, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> I think in their, their winless season, they did better than that. I think in the winless season, yeah. Um, <laughs> one said he was drinking at home, and one came from the bar, uh, Lehman said. They were shot, drunk. Shot in the dark, the old guy came from the bar. The 24-year-old. The 24-year-old. I like, remember 24. Lives, I was drinking at friends' houses he, at 24. He lives yeah. with his parents. <laughs> okay. He's like, I want McDonald's french fries <laughs> and some Cool Whip. Uh, one came from the bar, Lehman said, they were drunk, tired, it's a recipe for disaster. It's a recipe for a fucking McFlurry. That's what it is. They both came out for, for a uh, McFlurry, but the machine was broken. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Both men were arrested on DUI charges. Their names were not released. I like, out of all the things that are talked about in Detroit, the one where they don't release the names are the people that fell asleep trying to get a freaking McFlurry. Like, so and here's my question. All right. I, granted, they drove there drunk, but if they don't actually catch them driving drunk, how is it a DUI? Uh, I, if you get your <laughs> motor just, running. You're just sitting in your car. Even drunk, if you don't man. get out on the highway, it's still a DUI, I think. <laughs> So, so it's like what a, a WDI, a WDI or walking while entire WWI, WWI. Oh, that, oh wait, no, we can't, we can't. No, no I think that's a, that's a waiting while intoxicated to WWI. <laughs> yeah, uh, you have to serve uh, thirty days in jail and you cannot eat McDonald's apple pies for two years. I think is the 
Wait, how was that a punishment? I'm trying to figure this out. <laughs> Who in the room has ever been like E2 Brutade by the molten napalm lava that is apple pies at McDonald's? We got we got a few people, yeah. Well, there's there's two options. They're like hot pockets, okay? It's it's boiling lava hot and then like just frozen solid in the middle. Yeah. Like that's that's there's no in between. That's like this right here. Like boiling lava hot on the outside, frozen solid in the middle. Yeah, that's me. Just a just a little doughy. Yeah, just a li- <laughs> just like the apple pies. Yeah, just a little doughy. Yeah. So, um, I think the moral of the story here is that if you're going to go out uh, with in a in a food uh, food line at McDonald's, just make sure you got some uh, teamwork to make the dream work there. Dude, uh, it, I mean, it's maybe Uber Eats should just stay open longer. All right. Could you imagine <laughs> being an Uber Eats driver in Detroit? <laughs> At three o'clock in the morning, like at three yeah, in the morning, delivering a McFlurry and dude, some the, French the fries. The pay's got to be great because you have, you know, you you, ha- you have to have some sort of, you know, hazard pay. Delivery fees, uh, right. delivery charges are eighty two hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Plus tip. Plus tip. Yeah, yeah. Just the tip. So the trick is uh, blast Iron Maiden and have a passenger in the car to keep you awake if you're trying to go through the go through the line at McDonald's late at night. Rock and roll. Yeah, rock and roll. Speaking of rock and roll, let's let's uh, give up the master of rock and roll here, Danimal, for uh, helping Thank us you. on this story here. Appreciate you. Thank you, Hobbit. Appreciate you, man. So we're starting in the drive-through, trapped in the drive-through, as Weird Al would say, and uh, we're moving on to something a little darker. Uh, we're we're getting a little creepier with this one. Uh, to help out, we have the purveyor of one of the longest horror blogs in Richmond, Virginia, Nerdcropolis. Uh, let's give it up for Katie coming up to the stage. I love you too. What's up, Hobbit? Hey! How are you? Great. I'm so glad to finally have you on Booze Clues. The last time you were on this stage, you were actually helping with our pot of ween where we did smack my pitch yes. up before we did Booze Clues. Super fun. We talked about The Exorcist. It was we amazing. rebooted The Exorcist, That's which right. no one should ever do. That We were not saying it was a good idea, <laughs> but it was an idea. It was an idea. Yeah, yeah. So I'm happy to have you on here for this, but I did find something a little bit kind of borderline horror related I know. for you. I'm very excited about this story. Although I have some, I have some words to say about the headline. If you could read the headline, then I just really want to dig into them yeah. being so wrong in the headline. <laughs> like right, they missed right. it right out the gate. Yes. They missed it. But you got to sell papers, man. You got to sell, sell papers. So, All right, what's so the, headline the headline, headline is Pontypool Man's Chainsaw Rampage, like The Shining, says Judge. Remember that scene? <laughs> remember the remember the chainsaw scene in The Shining? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Here's Johnny. It's, it's not like there's a movie that has chainsaw in the title they could have used instead. That's no. what I was uh, thinking. Yes. This is way more Leatherface than Yeah, Shining. this is way more Leatherface. We'll get into that in yeah. a second. Yeah. So this comes from Pontypool in Wales uh, from the 6th of February of this year. Uh, South Wales uh, Argus uh, reported this story. So a disgruntled, and disgruntled is in all caps in the story, too. <laughs> just, just to emphasize In case what you were did. wondering that a chainsaw rampage was casually disgruntled. <laughs> <laughs> this was uh, actually a legitimately disgruntled. A New Year's Eve party guest used a chainsaw to slice his way through a door in a terif- terrifying incident a judge said must have been like a film scene out of The Shining. You're ro- Ah! No! Get your movies right, Get your sir. movies right first. This is more like American Psycho, Leatherface, like, yeah, we get the door. 
but come on. Yeah, there's doors in other movies. There's doors man. in other movies. Yeah, but I also like the yeah. other. I like the play on words with slice his way through a door. Like, slice his yes, way. I yeah, I like that. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. that. But um, yeah, New Year's Eve party. So did he? Was this like New Year, New You, or he? This <laughs> was his resolution. Like New Year, New Me. <laughs> new Year, New Me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Like, what the fuck? <laughs> 2020 is a year of decimation. It's a year of gas and saws. <laughs> gas and saws. Yes. Yeah, so that was a party. <laughs> As, uh, gas and saws is the name of my jackal cover band. I uh, thought so. I thought so. Yeah. I thought I'd heard it before. Uh, yeah, you come to Booze Clues for jackal jokes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Henry, please... Brought in 2020 with a bang after he sought revenge on fellow revelers who he thought had beaten him up. Who, in he, Ponte- who he thought who had he beaten thought him up. So there was a, <laughs> implying that there's possibility that these might not have Again, been the this people. goes way more American psycho at this yes, point. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Prosecutor Lee Pollard said 37 year old was enraged after he claimed he had been assaulted by a group of men at a boozy bash. Boozy bash. Boozy bash. To bring uh, in the new year. To bring in the new year. Uh, he went home and returned with a chainsaw uh, to get himself back into a woman's house in uh, Trevethan, where the party took place on December 31st, 2019. Do you think that he had the chainsaw in mind immediately? Like on his drive home, he was like, fuck, I'm getting the chainsaw. Like this is absolutely a chainsaw situation. Or did he like think about a couple different tools or I hope it's like a comedy, a comedy horror movie where you've got like a machine gun, (laughs) like like multiple machetes, (laughs) right? like maybe a dual sided machete that you could spin or something like Darth Maul. Yeah. Um, Oh, and like all these different options, and he settled on this like rusty, just nasty a gaggle chainsaw. of weapons. Yeah. Yes, and he picked the. Yeah, he's like chainsaw works. Yeah. Yes. Could you imagine? Okay, so unless he was like literally the next door neighbor, he had to be casually walking just, down just the road, around, just with a chainsaw on. Does, and if imagine if you're driving down the road and you see a guy on December 31st, like early morning hours, walking down the street with a chainsaw. You might be suspicious. Or you just follow him because, like, that's a party. Whatever's ha- <laughs> right, exactly. Wherever that guy is going, yeah. there is I'm some shit I have not yeah. seen that I need to check out. <laughs> Holy hell. I need to know what's happening. Where, what is this guy doing? You just yeah. walk in and it's like Leatherface, Michael Myers, Freddy Krueger <laughs> hanging out like, welcome to the party, pal. And you're like, oh, no. <laughs> He's like, man, can't shoot my gun up in there, so I got to get my chainsaw. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I'm imagining him as a redneck, but that's what I'm going <laughs> yeah, for. Yeah, you, you know them Pontypool whales Pontypool rednecks. hillbillies. Yes, yes. <laughs> exactly. Um, he went home and returned with the chainsaw to get himself back into a woman's house this Uh, is what it's like to be a woman we just sit at our parties and then some dude comes with a chainsaw and wants to fuck it all up I want to to say that's exaggeration but I've seen some of the like screenshots of shit that women get yeah exactly this is not out of the realm of possibility no this Uh, thank you tinder Uh, so uh, prince of uh Kaffir Close, Trevelin, Pontypool. Wow, there's so many. That's a lot of things. words. Appeared for a sentence at uh, Cardiff Crown Court after pleading guilty to a fray. A fray. That's an actual charge in Britain or in the UK is a fray. I want to be charged with a fray. Right? It's such a polite way to say batshit psycho shenanigans. Yeah. You're guilty with a fray. <laughs> yeah, guilty of a fray. <laughs> I, I, I'm happy to be guilty of a fray. That's fantastic. <sighs> Judge Paul Thomas QC heard how the defendant was drunk at the house party. Stunned guests saw sparks flying as the chainsaw carved through the door before the police were called. So is this a metal door? 
yeah, I guess if sparks were flying, I actually had imagined it when I was reading it as a wooden door, but I think that's a good point. If sparks were flying, sparks were flying, door, and I, maybe they meant like sparks of love. That, you, they were like, this guy thing. knows how to party. It's like instead of having the um, boombox at the top of his head, he just comes through with a chainsaw. I mean, sometimes you just got to go for it. He's like chainsawing through the door, just screaming, your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get your eyes. I also like to through. think that maybe he was trying to carve something really cool. Like he was like, this party's going to be great. I'm going to come back with this trick and carve out like some sweet fucking swan or something in this door. He's and trying to carve the initials wrong. of him yeah. and the girl that ran the party, like right. in the front door. <laughs> that keeps slipping. Not creepy at all. Yeah, yeah. Not creepy. <laughs> I want that kind of commitment. Um, <laughs> Uh, chainsaw carved through the door before the police were called. Uh, Miss Pollard said police had previous convictions for three thefts and four public disorder offenses. So this is he the first time the that he's, uh, yeah. You think all with chainsaws? You think he's like the Pontypool chainsaw burglar? I hope so. Me too. I really like I hope those, so. That was his shtick, like the wet bandits or the sticky bandits. He's like, I'm the chainsaw bandit, bitch. But apparently he's not good at it. So imagine if you're just known as the guy that like freaks out and tries to chainsaw attack people, <laughs> but you're really fucking bad at it. And so you're just an annoyance. You're not even like, Steve. God damn it. This is the uh, fourth time. Man, like, this is the third door that I've had to replace this month, man. Like, I'm That's why it's metal, because it started out as door as a wooden door. A wooden. The, the first time you did it, and now it's metal. Yeah, yeah now it's metal. They keep upgrading Fortifying the doors it, yeah. yeah, to try to prevent. Because he has so many array charges. Like, I know, fray, sorry, I know you're fray. my roommate's best friend, but this has got to stop, man. Right. Like, this is, this is super got to stop. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew Davies mitigating said the client had pleaded guilty at the very first opportunity right? like, and is a working man. Uh, I know. I love that they like say, oh, he's gamefully employed. So that's okay that he's a chainsaw wielding. I didn't really, but if that's how they go in Wales that you can chainsaw attack as long as you're employed. As long as you're employed. Damn. Yeah. I wonder Leatherface was is. screwing up in Texas. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I want to think his job is like he's an influencer or a YouTuber or something like really stupid. He like, just does like sexy poses with a chainsaw. Chainsaw, yes. He's the he's the whale lumberjack calendar. He's the whales lumber sexual. Yeah, lumber sexuals uh, yes. of whales. Yeah. He's just like open like flannel shirt, just posing. Like, yes, I'm here for it. That's why I, he's gotten away for it. Yeah, with it why, for four times. They're like, I mean, he's dumb, but he's cute. So we'll keep him. We'll keep him. And he's passionate. He uh, clearly <laughs> passionate. That's somebody that you know is going to be like all about you. Yes. At the first opportunity as a working man, the court had told that Prince had a problem with alcohol, but had now given up drinking. Did he? It's amazing how how drinking? convenient it is when uh, alcohol charges that we've read here at Booze Clues happen. Uh, the person decided that's the time they need to quit drinking. That's right. uh <laughs> When you get the chainsaw through the door, like maybe yeah, it's when time you to get charged with a crime that gets internationally known because it's so buck wild, that's right. the time that you decide that maybe it's time to hang up the towel. I'm serious. New New Year, new you. It's all. It's, <laughs> yeah, right. it's the time of. It's a year of rebirth. Maybe you just wanted to really go out with a bang. He's like, this is the last night I'm drinking. I'm really gonna, I'm gonna go gonna for fuck it. This yeah. shit up. Go yeah. like literally for these dudes who I think might have hurt me at a boozy bra uh, bash. A boozy bash. Boozy yes. Bash, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Judge Thomas said to the defendant. This must have been very frightening for the people who witnessed it. It must have been reminiscent of the horror film The Shining. And they were like, Boo! and they were like, there was one kid in the back of the room wearing a fucking The Gate T-shirt, yeah. going, "Well, actually, that sounds a little bit closer to uh, Texas Chainsaw, Texas Chainsaw maybe American Psycho, or 1984's Pieces." Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> nice, that's good pull. 
I like how they're like, this must have been very frightening. Because you got to think that some people at the party were probably like, holy shit, this is awesome. Like, they were really into it. There is one Matthew Lillard looking dude in the yeah. back of the room be- just going, yeah. Yes. Ready. <laughs> ready for so it. So metal. I love it. Or maybe just literally Matthew Lillard. Maybe yeah, that's he where he was on there. New Year's. He may have been there. <laughs> this is fuck. This is metal, man. This is <laughs> this, metal. This just is cool, yelling man. in the back. Yes. <laughs> He told Prince's offending was so serious he had to pass custodial sentence, but he said he could hold back from imposing an immediate term of imprisonment because there was realistic prospect for rehabilitation. Now, this is where I got to question the judgment a little bit because the man had four other offenses and they're saying, well, you know, maybe we could, let's give him five more chances. Like, there's a legitimate chance he might clean his act up. The UK has outlawed <laughs> knives. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. like, I want to put that in clear. Like, right. you can't have a pen knife in the right. UK yeah. without it being a problem. Dude on Nears is just like chainsaw. chainsaw. And they're like, you know what? We like your chutzpah. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna go. Ahead, we're gonna go ahead and let this slide. <laughs> this as guy's long as you, strategic. As he long as you promise is. not to do it again. <laughs> this dude clearly has to be charismatic as hell. Like, Absolutely. He's yeah. a, he's definitely a people person. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, Steve's so nice, but once he gets drinking, he turns he into, a, into this, yeah. this weird chainsaw killer it's thing. Like he flips like, a switch. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Judge Thomas jailed Prince for 12 months, but suspended the sentence for two years. The defendant must complete 250 hours of unpaid work and uh, community service. I, 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 <laughs> I like that Wales is way more legit about it. Like, we're not calling it community service. We called it unpaid, unpaid work. work. Yeah. All right. Cool. So it's an, inter- yeah. it's an internship. It's an you internship. Just have an internship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, yeah, internship. It's going to be real good uh, for your resume. Uncle Bubba's House of Chainsaws. House is where he's, yeah. 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 Do something productive. And, um, complete, and complete a 10-day rehab activity requirement. What do you think the activity was? Like coloring? Juggling. Juggling. Yeah. Chainsaws. Ch- chainsaws. Juggling yeah. chainsaws. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, let's use your talent for good instead right. of evil. Now <laughs> he's on Whales Got Talent or yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. In a year from now, I'm going to read a story about how he's actually like a sideshow at a Jackal concert. Yeah. I, ho- I hope that. I really hope so. I really, I really hope, hope so. From yeah. all these stories. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> You can tell he's a passionate person, maybe just putting that energy in the right direction. Yeah. And then he's going to be, maybe get into ice sculpture. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. There are legitimate things you can do with a chainsaw that are great and entertaining and fun. Aside from trying to cut through Aside a metal door on New from Year's. trying yeah. to, right, bust into a New Year's party like yeah. fucking Jack Torrance. Price has to pay 420 pounds prosecution costs and 800 pounds compensation for the damage costs of the door. He must also pay 149 victim surcharge. Uh, the judge also ordered the forfeiture and destruction <laughs> of the chainsaw. That's my favorite now, part. They're like, that is you my need favorite to... part too. They're like, this chainsaw has tasted human blood and not cannot be allowed to <laughs> it live can't be anymore. <laughs> like, we got we got to put that chainsaw why down. Destruction? It's like DeWalt is really mad about this. <laughs> like you're giving us really bad press right, right now. Absolutely. No, I just love that. As if there isn't like a Lowe's next to his house to get another chainsaw. Yeah, like, like I yeah, like you need to forfeit this chainsaw. The destruction of the chainsaw they're oh, like oh how do you, i wonder how they did that they like set it on fire or did they mash it or did he just try to get through another door no yeah they, they tried to to uh chainsaw a uh a wrought another iron chainsaw. gate yeah. and they're like yeah that ruined it so we're good now right right Hilarious. i think destruction was literally just take off the chain belt on it now and they're the like prop. okay yes. yeah it's fine now <laughs> Now it's at a haunt prop or something. I, I sh- I'm sure there's some law where they have to destroy something that was used in a violent like incident or yeah. something. 
But this is legit just a chainsaw. Like, it does not... It, just give it to, I don't know, an arborist. Right. <laughs> like, give it, like, give it a good home, you know? Yes. <laughs> like, Someone adopt this chainsaw, please. But it's not the chainsaw's yes. fault. It's the no. owner's fault. Chainsaws like, don't kill people. People kill people. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> with chainsaws. With chainsaws. In Wales. Yes. <laughs> no, in Pontypool. This is what happens when people don't have, have access to pen knives, is they move to chainsaws. They just go straight to chainsaws. It's a gateway drug. It's a, yeah. it's a gateway, <laughs> like, chains, chainsaw? Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is some Four loco stuff, I'm just telling you. Yeah. This, he was not just drinking a What is a What is the Wales version of Four, four loco? loco? Because right. they're not, it's probably not called Four loco. Pontypool Punch. Pontypool Punch <laughs> is probably it, yeah. <laughs> It's just like sadness from living in Wales uh, mixed with a lot of liquor. Yeah. And then you just mix it together <laughs> and you get Pontypool Punch. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the trick is New Year's, do not go to Wales for New Year's. Uh, there are chainsaw maniacs everywhere. Make better resolutions. Yes. And also, if you uh, have a chainsaw weapon related uh, charge, they will destroy your chainsaw. So be aware. Yes. I think, Protect the, the chainsaws. Yes. Yes. So. Uh, thank you, Katie, so much for thank coming you, up on Hobbit. stage. I appreciate yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely, man. Give it up for Katie. <laughs> next one up, we're going back to the States for our next one here. And we are keeping the horror theme going with this one as well. We got one. Um, to help me with that is uh, a longtime uh, regular on GUI has on, on, on most of the network shows at this point, I think, including here at Booze Clues, a returning Booze Clues cast member. Let's give it up for Murphy Lawless. Hi, kids. Hi. You ready to hear about some horror? Yay. Excellent. I could not think of anybody better to help <laughs> me share this story than you right here. <laughs> That is the sweetest thing anyone First has ever First off, as we do here, and we're going to get a theme song at some point, when we have a Florida man, we toast Florida man. Give it up for Florida man. Florida man! Woo! This Florida man story, I had to read the whole story to make sure it wasn't like a mental health thing. This is a weird drug and alcohol thing, so yep. we're good in that regard. Because this gets fucking wild. Murphy, if you could read the headline of this story for me. Hobbit, I would love to. I'm going to be real sensual with this, y'all, because it spoke to both my heart and my loins. Yes. Florida man trying to kill demons, tormenting him, went on sledgehammer spree. Yeah. First we go with chainsaws and uh, like the shining. Now, <laughs> what? Now, now we've got it. sledgehammers and demons, so yeah. Sledgehammers. I think there actually was a movie with sledgehammers and demons. It wasn't quite Night of the Demons. It was called Sledgehammers and Demons, which subsequently is also the name of my fuck. Uh, my whack-a-mole cover band. Uh, whack-a-mole cover band? <laughs> I don't know. You really? You couldn't go with like post-punk or something? Yeah, I got nothing. I really have nothing. Wow. It's my Viking metal band. Yeah, there Hobbit. we go. That's better. That's yeah. better. Yeah. Sledgehammers okay. and Demons. Sledgehammers and Demons. All right, so this is from the 18th of February, 2020, CBS 4 Miami uh, in Big Pine Key, which I think is around Miami somewhere. You don't think it's down in the Florida Keys? Oh, that makes more sense. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to let you kind of run the, the show here, apparently. Um, <laughs> I uh, apparently have, have lost my mojo Look, here. man, if I'm going if, if to go on a sledgehammer spree, I might as well be in the Florida fucking Keys. 
a Haleah Gardens man trying to kill demons he believed were tormenting him went on a sledgehammer spree that did thousands of dollars in damage to cars and residences. So I would like to pause here for a second because apparently there's only inanimate demons. Um, like there was no like people that appear to be threatened within this story. It's just inanimate objects. Like this dude watched like the brave little toaster and just lost his shit. Okay, to be fair, that movie is terrifying. <laughs> you just don't like singing cars? Is that what it is? No, I think that's why I really got into Battlestar Galactica after that. <laughs> is that is something about animate toasters really freaks me out. Like, All yeah. Right. Look, at least the brave little toaster didn't have one singular red light going back and forth. Like, no, don't but apparently worry, they, we'll save you, blanket. <laughs> they apparently had the fucking go get them to go to Mars because that was the sequel. There was, and there was like to the rescue or something as well. Yeah. I don't know. I just, ugh. The Milo and Otis of kitchen appliances. Would have been better with demons. Would have been better with demons. That's true with most movies. Could you imagine, like, I don't know, Notting Hill. (laughs) But but Hugh Grant is plagued by demons the whole time. I'm way into that movie more now. You know, I actually might watch The Notebook if there were demons in it. I would strongly consider if it was just like, their love transcends time. He has to remind her what they went through. Also, he battles demons for her love. And I'd be what like, do right. you want? What do you want? I just want the demons to go away. I can help. Like, that's great, great movie. I'm into it. So the Monroe County Sheriff's Office began receiving multiple 911 phone calls Sunday afternoon at around 2.30 p.m. from a number of residents on Little Torch Key who said a man with a sledgehammer was destroying property throughout the neighborhood. This dude was day drinking and lost his shit. Like, this isn't even like, I see demons in the shadows. This is, fuck that thing in particular. I see you clearly, you beast. Also, you know there is somebody, this is the Florida Keys, so somebody went, not again. Like, this is, this is the Florida Keys. They have seen some shit. Like, not this only is that, not like, the worst that they have had to deal with. Like, I just picture, like, there's some, like, 70-year-old fucking Jimmy Buffett fan sitting out with all his parrot bullshit on his front porch, like, yep, so glad I will spent all my money to retire down here. What the fuck is that dude doing with that hammer? Pa- Marvie! <laughs> parrot head defe- defeats Demon Hunter. <laughs> News at 11. <laughs> Another thing I would watch. Yes. <laughs> Where is that movie? I would see that movie. Let's make that movie. Oh, my God. Let's, I'm in. I will, I will pretend to be a parrot head if, uh, if call I it, can fight. Ca- call demons. it the demon's keys, and then you're done. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 You're I'm fine. In. You're good. When deputies arrived, they were told the man had jumped in a canal. That man was later identified as 32-year-old Rafael Suarez Gomez. When one of the deputies went one street over, he found Gomez walking down Blackbeard Road carrying a sledgehammer. Man, the keys are so cool. Blackbeard <laughs> just, Road. Yeah. There's like there's there's like there's sledgehammer attacks and demons and like Blackbeard Roads and stuff. Uh, and canals for easy escapes. Like I can just like smash your car and be like, yoink. You have your friend sitting in a fan boat in one of the canals ready for you to jump in off a bridge when you're done with your demon smashing, and then Pretty you're good much. to go. I mean, I'm in. I want this. This isn't a movie. This is a series. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm ready to go. By the way, could uh, one of my friends grab me a uh, drink from the bar, if possible? Another friend could possibly grab me a drink from the bar, and that would be super. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. I need fuel. Um... Do you need fuel yes. and fire? 
and that which I desire, which is this series about fanboat demon smashers in Florida Keys. Hobbit, yeah. our work here is done. There's groaning. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you. Gomez. You have the magic. You got a beer and I got groans. Yeah. Uh, Gomez <laughs> was ordered to drop the sledgehammer and get on the ground. He did so and then wrapped himself up in the fetal position. <laughs> Gomez pulled away multiple times when deputies tried to handcuff him. They were forced to use a taser to subdue him so he could uh, be taken into custody. Why is taser capitalized? Is, is it a brand? A brand taser? Yeah, that's a brand. It is a brand. Imagine, imagine the police department that has to get off-brand tasers. I, look, uh, that they're called that like Yazers or something with a, a, a oh, soft no, Y. But, that, but yeah. it's fun then. Yazers, you can tase your friends with your Yazer. I like. But at, how hard was this dude coming pulling to a store near you? Yazers, have fun with your friends. Yeah. How, how hard was this dude pulling away while in the fetal possession where they were like? Obviously, the solution to a man who is already locking himself up into a ball is to tase him so that happens more. Like, I, I am not certain of the logic there. I, I mean, I will admit that I have yet to be tased, so perhaps someone could okay, well, here's me the question. if you go floppy fish. Or have you, you played up. Super Mario Brothers 2? Uh, sober? It doesn't matter. Remember when you crouch down, you start, like, blinking oh, and then you true. can jump higher that's true i think they thought he was summoning more power by crouching in the fetal position so he's going to be able to sledgehammer smash which is also a mario thing i think this dude was trapped in a demon world as a mario hero i think that's what was happening i think that's a reasonable thing to assume but in that point like why would you want to taste him and give him more power like <laughs> i don't think that's a, i don't think it's like a rechargeable battery where it, like, oh, I'm sorry, my demon hunter is, is kind of, like, juiced out. Let's plug him in real quick. I mean... <laughs> the quickening, yeah. Well, look, you say that, but there's multiple violet wands out there, so I think it just depends on how, like, high his tolerance for this fetish is. <laughs> We're getting into sexy territory here. Let's, uh, let's back away We here. started in sexy territory. You gave me demons and sledgehammers yeah, in fair. the Florida Keys. This is my vacation, Hobbit. By the way, that's my favorite uh, Jimmy Buffett album is <laughs> <laughs> Demons and Sledgehammers in the Florida Keys. Great album. Yes. Uh, great album. It's true. I tailgated for that. <laughs> Wasting away again, slaying demons and shit. Yeah. <laughs> Always searching for my sledgehammer of truth. Truth, truth, truth. <laughs> I think we should quit while we're ahead. Yes, I think that's that. Let's cut it. All right. Deputy, when deputies canvassed the neighborhood, one resident of Blackbeard Road said Gomez broke a $300 window at his residence and then ran away. One of the ma man's neighbors said Gomez struck his pickup truck door, causing $200 in damage before running away to another neighbor's of house. <laughs> Run away! <laughs> this is the keys, right? So yes. everyone's drunk. Yes. Like everyone is drunk. Imagine being yes. like the one trying to like be in recovery and you live in the keys. Like that's not where you live. Like this no. is... This is like, they have demilitarized the keys just for alcoholics to move to. Like, that's just their place now. The government has no standing in it. They're like, people walk around with open containers. The cops are like, it's, ah, fuck, it's fine. It's fine. I don't care. The very aura of the keys is an aura of alcohol. Like, I think once you enter, like, you go over that, like, seven-mile bridge, I think it is. 
and you just all of a sudden start sweating, and you're like, if I don't have a margarita, I swear to God, I'm going to have to slay all the demons in this fucking town. So this is happening, and somebody's sitting on their front porch porch drink, and it's like, hey, Marge, is that, is that Steve? No, I think that's, I think that's Joe. Oh, no, that's Raphael. It's like, Raphael. they have to go through the list of people that are damaging cars. That's Raphael. What's he doing down here? Oh, my God. <laughs> no, Raphael would bust out a sledgehammer, and we know that ma- that, that turtle has anger issues. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, deputies found two more vehicles with extensive damage, windows smashed, side mirrors smashed, and multiple dents. Uh, that could have just been the Florida Keys. Cas- that's yeah, the like- casualty of driving near Miami. Yeah. I processed titles for that place. Who? <laughs> 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 uh, the vehicles belong to fine design builders, uh, Next to one of the vehicles was a camper also owned by the business. Uh, the entire inside of the camper had been destroyed. Deputies spoke to a business employee who started stated Gomez lives in the trailer. So why didn't we start with the fact that this dude lives in a trailer next to these businesses' vehicles? Because that would have been... No, like, apparently the business owns the trailer, too. So he's trailer. just like... He's like... He's the house elf oh. for this building company in the Florida Keys. <laughs> so he's he, their Dobby. <laughs> oh, so they gave him a sledgehammer and now Raphael is free. Well, it also explains how uh, it's a home builder place. Uh, so it explains where he got access to a sledgehammer. It's Florida. You can get access to fucking anything, dude. The, I mean, it's not like Florida in Vice City. Like, it's not like you just walk by and you find a sledgehammer on the... Okay, I've not been to Florida. Is that how it is? Look, man, people have offered me some weird shit in Florida. <laughs> and I was, I was 22, and I had a full head of hair then, so I didn't even look as much like a, a repscallion as I do now. I just wanted to use that word. Thank you. Well done. I'm proud of you. So is Florida like that? You just get handed weaponry like, like you're leveling up in a video game? Is that choose I mean, your mission? I mean, the... The road is called Blackbeard Road. If you don't think that they sell pirate paraphernalia as a like tourist trap on Blackbeard Road, they have missed a serious business All right. I was already kind of thinking of moving to Florida with Galaxy's Edge being built at Universal Studios, but now if me walking down the street ends up with like, here's a sledgehammer and a pound of cocaine. The plane's a mile away. Good luck. Woo! Like, <laughs> I, I really want to live there now. That- that sounds like a blast or a level in a video game that I would suddenly think of. If I was drunk enough and someone handed me a sledgehammer, I'd be like, this is the video game level I've been dreaming about. What did I get for the high score? Or did I just become the, the, the main character in a uh, falling down reboot? Is that, oh. <laughs> that entire movie is a video game where he keeps leveling up his weaponry the entire time. I watched Surf Ninjas recently, so that's where my brain went. Wow. Why are you clapping for Surf Ninjas? Have you seen that movie? Don't clap for Surf Ninjas. I need to see a Surf... I need to see a Surf Ninjas uh, Surf Nazis Must Die crossover movie. <laughs> yeah. But but who would be Leslie Nielsen? Well, Leslie Nielsen's character died, but we have to have Leslie Nielsen. Just the... Sp- you can do it like the Ghostbusters reboot and just have a bronze bust of Leslie Nielsen in the background somewhere. Oh, okay. Yeah, That's fair. Yeah. Um, so... Deputies spoke to a business employee who said that Gomez lives in the trailer. Deputies totaled seven sliding doors, two hurricane French doors, six windows, four mirrors, one microwave oven, and two what? televisions were what? all destroyed along with multiple holes in the walls. Okay, so this is Grand Theft Auto, apparently. Yeah. Like, the microwave oven, where does that come into play? We got a movie microwave 
It glows, Hobbit. If it glows, you can summon demons from it like it's the gate. Oh, see, I'm not I'm not uh, up on my Florida demon lore. So. Look, all I'm saying is that anything that glows, to me, would be susceptible. Because what he's done is actually incredibly smart. He's destroyed mirrors, windows, and two things that could be a portal. Because if I was going to be a demon coming out of places, I'm not just going to be like, yes, put the circle on the ground, place the salt, do this exact thing. Because humans are fucking dumb. I can't follow directions. I get bored on page one of Wicca shit. Like, <laughs> so I would much rather be like, yes, stare into your TV. Let me come through the television set. This is totally normal. You're drunk. This has, like, sprinklings of Neil Gaiman, uh, like, all over it of the modern gods of, like, television and microwaves. Look, full disclosure, I watched Color Out of Space this week. I'm not right. Okay. <laughs> That's why you're talking about microwave demons and shit. Yeah, all right. That makes sense. <laughs> we didn't talk about the well. Everything is fine. Everything is uh, fine. Gomez reportedly told investigators he had been drinking that day when someone, someone, gave him an unknown narcotic drug that he took. Uh, Safety fist. Again, the keys. Somebody walking down the street. Hey, man, you want this? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's all right. Yep. End of story. Go Gomez said a short time later he began seeing demons, in quotes, and it was the demons, demons. in quotes, who ordered him to damage property. <laughs> Hit that car, sir. Yes, sir. I, you know, I don't know that I've ever been that compliant with somebody who's an actual authority as opposed to something that all of a sudden I've started seeing for the first time in my life. Imagine if he was like really like anti-authoritarian and shitty to the demons, like hit that car now. <laughs> <laughs> You're just thinking hit about that car. Like, I no. don't wanna. I'm going to count to three. No. One. No. Two. No. Two and a half. No, I'm going to get another beer. <laughs> I think this is my future. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Sorry. Mom lets me stay up on the weekends. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I want to live with mom. You can't live with your mother. You're going to have to live with your hellspawn father. Uh, Gomez stated he was trying to kill the demons with the sledgehammer. There were no serious injuries reported. So these were sprightly demons. They were jumping around from car to car. Like, really having a, a good old time, apparently. Well, he never, it never says if he, if he thinks that he was successful. He just said that that was what he was attempting to do yeah. for the property damage. And really, he was trying to do his neighborhood a service because he wasn't just like, I'll murder the demons in my vicinity and then fuck the rest of those parrot heads. See, Gomez was taken to jail. He faces multiple charges of property damage, property damage greater than $1,000, burglary, and resisting arrest. He was in the fetal position. Does that count as resisting? Just because he was like, mm, my wrists. Mm, my I wrist. think you actually have to yell, I'm not resisting. It show up on camera. Somebody, the ACLU taking up that video to fight against you for it not to be considered resisting arrest. Oh, okay. I'm not resisting. I'm not resisting. That's the, not that's resisting. the key there. Yeah. <laughs> the key. So burglary, he stole something to smash it? It He's, was probably in his camper. Well, it doesn't mean it's his because that was a building supply company, so he stole the sledgehammer to create damage and havoc around the town. Once you wield something to destroy a demon, I think by rights and by blood it becomes yours. This That's isn't like a like this wasn't written in a <laughs> this wasn't written in a, a fucking like tome that you he found. You don't know that. You don't know that this like this is the the name of my my Viking metal band for a reason. This was foretold in the coming of ages. Eons ago, there was foretold 
a, a champion. Say, slay demons. Slay demons. He alone could see them and would have to stand by himself with mere mortal weaponry to destroy them. And it was foretold that Gomez would wield the hammer, fighting all the demons of the keys. That's right. He would collect all the keys, though not know it then that it stood for the Florida Keys. Florida Keys. <laughs> he was thwarted by officer and taser. <laughs> he actually had an unreasonable amount of, of a key collection before this, having misunderstood the uh, prophecy. What drug makes you see demons? Uh, I think that's mescaline. I think <laughs> mescal- mescaline or peyote. Not no, not mushrooms. Those. That's I not heard. Like, that's not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Fair enough. But yeah, so um, I, I think it's got to be either like peyote or mescaline. And considering that this is Florida and not like the, the West Coast desert area, probably more mescaline. Yeah, I think you're yeah. probably meth. right on. Well, or meth. It could be meth. And or, although, what was that? Gave other? him a oh, pill. I don't think meth comes in like a easy to digest pill now. Um, it's 2020, man. We're living in the future. Yeah, we are living in the future. <laughs> Actually, that is true, and I, I am a little disturbed thinking about, like, here, honey, did you take your meth pill with you to work? Yes, Mom. Gosh. All right, so, yeah, the moral of the story, I think, yeah, is that uh, uh, when somebody walks down the street and goes, hey, do you want drugs, nondescript drugs, you don't go, yeah. <laughs> That's, I think, the trick there. Yeah, okay, okay. I'm drinking. That's fine. It's fine. I like, I like nondescript drugs. Why not? You know, it's, uh, I've been living too safely. I also too don't safely. know why this is my accent for someone living in the Florida Keys. But I don't know, because we moved there from, from Detroit, from, I think. Yeah, is I what think happened. from Detroit. Yeah. Is this a Detroit? This is not a Detroit it's accent. It's not even a Detroit accent, yeah. It's Minnesota. <laughs> we can say Minnesota. Okay. All right, so Look, um, I think that's about all we're going to get out of this, uh, this story here. Look, I think that this man was incredibly brave to face down demons at two in the on afternoon. On his own. Yeah, on, on his, his own. own with yeah. a mortal weapon. And so it caused a little bit of damage. You know what they don't have anymore? Demons. So you're, you're welcome, welcome, Florida Keys. <laughs> and also, uh, you're welcome, audience, for Murphy Lawless. Give it up for Murphy Lawless. Thanks, y'all. We've got one more story tonight before we continue, and we've got a uh, long time from the beginnings of Geeks Under the Influence Network, the breaker of levels, as we call him, uh, the man himself that can devour planets, the Unicron, coming to the stage. I was asked to watch a beer, so she went to smoke, so her beer's up here. Okay. So if anybody's looking for their beer, it's up on stage, yeah. If you see my fiance, her beer's over here. <laughs> What's up, man? My blood alcohol. This level. was a bullseye for a story to send to you, I think. I, I mean, it involves starting an argument with the government. Yeah. Which does seem appropriate to ask me to do. Yeah, yeah. So this is uh, uh, one of those stories where I think the intention is uh, interesting, but the person that led that rebellion was not somebody that anyone was going to follow. It is, however, another Florida Man story, so we should drink about that. Uh, yeah, this is also the second Florida Man story of the evening, because so Florida we stacked them. Woo, Florida Man! All that tastes like Florida. So this one, uh, this, uh, the, the title kind of gives you a setup on how wild this story gets. So you, you want me to read this? If you could read the title here. All right. The police say, and I'm guessing that's what Colin Space means is say, uh, man whose five children were taken from him 
lights Molotov cocktails outside of DCF office. For those yeah. who don't know what that means, that's Department of Children and Families. You'll note it does not say man and baby mama. It just says man. Also, I believe the Department of Children and Families in Florida is just like a reinforced fortress. Like I, it is like it's got a moat. Like, I'm pretty sure they have. I'm pretty sure they have like a wrestling ring and probably an announcer or two. Because I mean, it's Florida. There's there's probably some Jerry Springer shit going on, but I like those boring episodes of like my kid sees ghosts. It's like no, I'm gonna fight my baby mama with this here meth bat about it. And what's funny is working for the DCF in Florida, that's just like a day-to-day Jerry Springer for you. Oh, yeah. It's like Maury to like Jerry's best of every yeah, day. Yeah, every day. Every single day. Uh, it's incredible. But I'm... Ah, okay. We'll just, let's just get into the story. This is from the 27th of February uh, from 2020. ABC 9 and WFTV reporting out of Marion County in Florida. Woo! Last as week! In, as yeah. in Mayor Marion Barry? As in Marion Barry. DC crack addicted mayor? This is probably the only thing Marion related that has smoked more crack than Marion Barry from DC. That is probably Uh, very true. Yeah. Wow. That's a throwback for you older kids. Yeah, that's for the old kids. Yeah. A Marion County man is facing charges for allegedly lighting eight, eight Molotov cocktails outside the Department of Children and Families. Uh, Office in Ocala back in November, according to authorities. Why was he just charged now? How long was this investigative process? Imagine if you are like a county judge in Florida, the list of people that you have to see on a regular basis is probably real long. I, but, I mean, I, I feel like the cops would have arrested him way back in November about it. I, like, I mean... Well, unless they just now found out from like the, the surveillance footage that it's this guy. But they had to go through their big binder of random meth-addicted Florida assholes to go, is that the guy? No, it might be, but the mustache is wrong. Wait, how about that one? What Maybe is, the is, mullet's a little bit off. The number of people that try to burn down the DCF every week, they have a long laundry list before they got to him. Well, they also have to go through their, their binder full of dirt bags. It's kind of like, like, what was it? What was that politician that the binder of women... It's kind of like that, but with dirtbags in Florida, and they're on meth. And they all yeah, yeah. And trucker mustaches. This sounds like a meth story for sure, although that, I don't Definitely. think that's directly mentioned, but... Um, I, I feel like it's implied. It is kind of implied. Your kids got taken away. You have five of them. You live in Ocala in Florida. Meth is implied. Meth. That is a subtext. I think any story where we start with a Florida man cheers, you just add at the end of that, meth is implied. Yeah. Uh, meth, coke, something. There is an God help us something. if we get popular enough to go on tour and we end up in Florida. Because they're just going to hear back episodes and like, burn they're us They're going to offer us meth. They're not yeah, going to get mad. True. They're like, dude, do you like meth? According you to new, do some meth and fight a gator? According to new court records, Tommy Holt at, had 18 different interactions with DCF and his five children had been taken away from him before showing up with the homemade firebombs. He is now facing federal charges for manufacturing and possession of explosive devices. Uh, manufacturing is like a pretty expensive word for what happened here. I, it was beer bottles filled with probably lighter fluid. Can we rewind And further, pieces of however. his shirt. Like this. Can, can, I, I want to rewind further here, all right? Tommy Holt has five kids. That is not a singular act. That means somebody let Tommy Holt raw dog nutting them five times and waited it out for nine months plus to make people about it. (laughs) There are many conscious decisions involved in this process before DCF took these kids away that 
make me want to go, what the fuck were you thinking? Well, to be fair, there it is, yeah. We're not expecting that it was one person that made the decision to make five kids. It might have been five separate situations that got his kids taken away. That makes it worse. Yeah. <laughs> five different points of view were like, yeah, no, I want that in. Like all, all, all those uh, social service people that have the di- five different social service people are all getting beers together on a regular basis. Not just that. To- that means there's, okay, so let's say it's five different baby mamas. That means at five, more than five junctures, some adult has decided that Tommy Holt's baby mama should not have the kid. And By the way, that's the name of this him. episode is Tommy Holt's baby mama currently. Like, that means the- there's five women out there based on this theory that I let him just raw nut in them. You know, actually, I got the kid taken I, away. I will defend the women because I know some very nice women in Richmond that openly talk about how they love trash boys and that's like their worst the worst thing about them is they really like trash boys so but most of the women i know that really like trash boys also really like not having kids and, and really like pregnant. taking their their their, their they, they take their control. like you know yeah. safety first seriously they like they bag it they do like the, the the meds and the things and they're not above scrambling some shit be it a coat hanger or take a doctor and clearly visit. if if this dude can put together something as simple as a Molotov cocktail, eight of them, he can he can figure out how to roll a condom onto his dick. Like, I would hope. Yeah. I mean, he can at least figure out how to make mac and cheese. That being, said, that being said, the kids are here. The kids exist. They're in the world. They are part of our whole like human experience thing. Their vote's going to count as much as yours in a few years. You know what? Yeah, it's not the kids' fault. The Tommy fact that they're Holt's away from also count. Firebomb McGee is probably a good thing. Uh, so, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> That's my new name. I'm yeah, ready to fire Bob McGee. McGee. <laughs> he is now facing federal charges for manufacturing and possession of explosive devices. He is set to be arraigned on those charges next week. Sunny Patel, an eyewitness to the situation back in November, said she remembers seeing Holt hanging outside an Ocala gas station. Wait, this is the best part. Begging others and even convincing another customer to buy him a 12-pack of Bud Light. Hold on. He can't. He wants his kids back, but he can't go buy his own 12-pack of Bud Light. He's got to beg someone to buy him a 12-pack of Bud Light and beg someone for his kids back. He already knows they're not giving his kids back. That's why he's making Molotov cocktails. You're trying to bomb a, 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 a government building, and you can't afford a 12-pack of Bud Light. This is the future Antifa wants. Yeah, it really is. No, I mean it really is. <laughs> no. Like, it's like, but my trust fund it won't pay me out till next month. Could you buy me like a twelve? Oh no, this dude does not have a, a trust jay. fund. Like, let's. I'll jerk you off by the dumpster for this a dude. Pack, is bro. waiting for his mom to die so he could sell her trailer. Like that's what. I feel attacked. Like that's... I feel attacked by that. Sir. Okay, all right. <laughs> I mean, it's not a trailer. It's a very nice townhouse, and it'll pay for me to open a bar someday or something. Fair enough. <laughs> I'm definitely selling her Lexus. Uh, it was early morning, I think, and he came in and asked about a a gas, a gallon or something. Patel recalled, uh, gas station surveillance captured Holt walking with the beers and a small canister of gasoline. Investigators said workers at a nearby auto parts business spotted him emptying some of the bottles of beer I'm into his mouth, I'm assuming. I immediately am uh, no longer on this guy's side. All right, he is emptying the bottles of beer. It's Bud Light, though. 
I don't care. It's still booze, and you're in Florida. They took your kids. You're making bombs. At least chug the fucking Bud Light, bro. That sounds like the worst Bud Light commercial everywhere, <laughs> anywhere. Like, here's to you, Florida man. You're in. Chuck that Molotov. You're in Florida down. man. Give it up for Florida man. You're. You got your five kids taken away. <laughs> you're. You're like, making bombs. Why not drink a Bud Light? I'm not gonna drink Bud Light on purpose, but I'm also not going to pour it out on the ground that behind an like, auto zone. That sounds like the world's most interesting man explaining why he has a Bud Light in his hand at a wedding. Like, I'm not gonna drink Bud Light on purpose, but if I'm at a wedding. And that's all they have. I will drink it. If my choices are Bud Light or Bud Heavy or Cat Piss, I'm going to go with the Bud Light. All right. Well. But again, if it's cold, it's wet, it's Florida, it's hot, it's shitty, they took your kids, you might as well drink the booze instead of dump it out. Yeah. Like, you can't have low standards here. You're bombing a government building. And I use the term bombing very, very loosely. This isn't Timothy McVeigh here. He didn't put effort into this. He's no. like, they took my kids. I'm going to go bomb them. Can you buy me a 12 pack? Bud Light, though. None of that shitty Coors Heavy shit. No, I want Bud Light. And I'm going to dump it out behind the auto zone over there. This is the first time that I've ever wanted an audio podcast to have subtitles, but. Like, <laughs> All right, we're, we're, we're going to be talking about doing the thing almost. Uh, uh, I'll tell you what, right yeah. there, them dang old, dang old, right there, them dang old. Hey, now, someone, they've been saying one more. Just a couple of dueling Nels up on stage. Um, I mean, I, I can understand Hillbilly Cursive, but that might be my mom. Uh, shortly after that, record show Holt was outside the DCF office, and he had filled eight of the bottles with gasoline and placed a paper wick in each one. They paper. said he, paper wick. That's, that upsets me. <laughs> that's, I'm upset at how this man makes Molotov. That's the cocktails. comic book of John Wick. Is paper wick? Uh, oh, yeah. I'm yeah, I'm thinking on paper. They said he tried to do something, blow out the place, um, the whole place with the beer. Patel said. All right, first off, uh, for legal reasons, this is a joke. And that, that, is the, that is the preface here. When making a Molotov cocktail, uh, gasoline is not a terrible thing. I would not recommend it due to the high flashpoint of the gasoline vapor. But a paper wick is going to be a hard no. Just because lighting paper on fire requires keeping the paper on fire for quite a while so that it can maintain being on fire, because it goes out very, very easily. You really, really want to use like a cloth or a, a, some kind of a fabric or a fiber wick over paper just to make sure it stays lit while you're standing out in front of the DCF office ranting about how the government and the lizard people took your kids from you. You don't want to sit here trying to hold the fire on the paper while you're standing here getting ready to chuck your Molotov cocktail. And also, you probably shouldn't want to use a 12-ounce beer bottle. I would recommend an empty 750 or a wine bottle. So what you're saying, instead of taking the uh, advertisements stapled to telephone poles saying, uh, we, will, we will buy your ugly house uh, with a no. little thing to pull, um, the tap pull. Uh, just uh, taking that and using that as a uh, a wick for your Molotov. Maybe just ripping your bum equipment t-shirt from the 1990s that you're wearing and use that as the wick instead. Uh, you could even use your sock. Use your John Cena t-shirt that you're I mean, wearing. You can't see that, though. Your, your NASCAR Dale Earnhardt t-shirt. I mean, at least that way, when you're hucking Molotovs at the Department of Children and Families, you could legitimately scream, do it for Dale and try and bounce one off someone's head. 
fucking go Daytona on this bitch. <laughs> I'm going to throw this Molotov at you like Dale Earnhardt threw himself at that wall. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> we definitely can't go to Florida now. No, we can't. <laughs> Uh, outside DCF, an employee's smoking area, workers saw Holt light several of the bottles, including one in his hand. So this was not planned out very well. Uh, obviously. Yeah. Records state that Holt seemed poised to throw the bottle in his hand like a Banksy painting. He dropped it onto the ground, presumably because it became too hot to handle. Clearly, he's never understood how fire works. This dude doesn't know how a lot of things work, including birth control. So I mean, he figured out how his dick works. Well, he he figured out how it worked enough to put it into five people, or, or one person, or one lives. very lonely person. Yes, uh, one very poor judgmenty person. Yes, Holt fled, uh, but was caught a short distance away and was carrying a lighter and smelled like gasoline. Investigators said the gas. I feel attacked by that. I occasionally carry a lighter and smell <laughs> like gasoline. That's literally every mechanic I know. I'm not <laughs> even a mechanic. Carrying a lighter and smells like gasoline. I'm not a mechanic. I just dick around in my garage with stupid things. Or at least uh, somebody that knows how to dick around on cars. Uh, motorcycles, cars. Or motorcycles, yeah. Small yeah. engines. Small top cocktails. <laughs> uh, the gas can was found by a dumpster at a nearby business. Holt was arrested by police for attempted arson, but since attempted arson... But since then, ATF agents have also been investigating the case as he is now facing the federal charges. The state charges were dropped by uh, dropped the same day he was charged federally. So attempted arson. You're under arrest. What for? When you're such light shit on fire, you idiot. When you're such a backwater Florida man that you accidentally backass your way into a federal charge. They're (laughs) definitely not giving him his kids back. (laughs) No. He is definitely not getting his kids back. I like there was one point where he was like, I'll show him that I'm a good dad. I'm going to firebomb that place. That was a thought that went through his head. So you you sent me this story. Like, hey, this is the one you're doing. I was like, I'm in. Man throws homemade Molotovs at Department of Children and Families. Because it faces value my immediate response is fuck the government yeah. throw things on fire at them and as i read through this and i don't say this often this guy probably shouldn't have his kids no yeah like, true. <laughs> he decided he's gonna chuck a, a homemade ied firebomb molotov at the government building i'm 100 percent on board here however he a did not have the functional wherewithal to like drive there um for one so he clearly doesn't have the means to raise his own kid well i think if you can't afford the 12 pack to empty the bottles into your face first that was gonna be my next point is he had to beg someone for a 12 pack hey you got any spare change i'm trying to pick up a 12 pack so i can make them into molotovs so i can firebomb a federal building to get my kids back and then he's gonna like dump the beer he's not even gonna like sit out front like Fuck them. Chug a beer about it. He's like, I'm going to dump this. No, no, no. They might have seen him like trying to pound 12 pack in a row because he was on a schedule. He had his Leonard Skinner cover band practice later that day and he didn't want to miss it. So like, (laughs) let's be fair. If he was in a Leonard Skinner cover band in Florida, he'd have enough money to buy a 12 pack. That's true. That is true. Like we're going to be honest here. If you're in a Skinner cover band, especially in Ocala. No, the thing is, like, in that area, they just paid him in children. That's why he had five. No, they paid him in people that would let him make children. Yes. (laughs) Which is also a reason why Ocala is a terrible place, because you shouldn't human traffic people. Yes. Wow. 
that went super dark, and then you tried to get back from it. I, I was trying. You to make tried it sound as awful You tried as it was. to like dig it, <laughs> jump out of that hole real quick, and it was just too deep. Like, you should yeah. not human traffic people in exchange for cover bands. Also, you shouldn't be in a cover band. When Kron puts a disclaimer on his own statement, you know it's bad. <laughs> the included opinions and comments. All right, so this dude has been charged federally, which he, you know uh, makes sense when you're trying to firebomb a building with Bud Light bottles full of gasoline with a paper wick. Uh, this is so tragically a Florida man story where it's like you can't even get the proper way to firebomb something, right? <laughs> I feel, uh, while I was reading this story... I, I got a slow fade in of just hearing yakety sax in my head. Me, like that's my all I can hear reading this man's life. His his life will be narrated by yakety sax. Now we have come to the end here, which means that we've got to find a way to get all the other the other investigators up here on stage. Oh, you're gonna be sharing the mic. Are we sharing a microphone? Yeah, you're sharing a microphone. Ooh. Oh, kinky. So we're going to try to find a way to connect so these. We, now, so we can share. the obvious oh, get-to is, uh, is three and four because they are both Florida-related. So you've got demons and Molotovs. Uh, demon, demons with sledgehammers and Molotovs happening. I feel like maybe the, the beginning of 2020 uh, started to thin the veil between the, the land of the living and the land of the dead. And maybe, whether it be drugs or alcohol or something, there are some people that can see past that veil a little bit sooner than other people. <laughs> this is, clearly, this is clearly, they yeah. clearly, the DCF is run by demons, and that is why they conspired to take his wholesome, wholesome children from him. Yes, I his wholesome children. question. Are we sure he was trying to get his children back? He Maybe he was <laughs> trying to murder his children. <laughs> He's throwing that Molotovs at the building there. <laughs> so much darker. That's so much darker. I mean, obviously the children were demons, so he knew all along. But he, he heard he heard his baby mom be like these little demons, and he took it too seriously. Also, if he's already bumming money for like Bud Light, uh, he can't afford child support. If you burn those kids, they don't have child support bills. I have a theory for you. Okay, so all of these are linked because what we have is three weapons. The microwave, the demons, and McDonald's. Because clearly that microwave that he destroyed came from that McDonald's, which is the spawn point of the demons. Oh my god, McDonald's <laughs> is the ground zero, is the hellmouth of demons. Yes. That's why it's Detroit. That's that why makes businesses so keep failing. That makes so much sense. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. <laughs> We're slaying it. I'm <laughs> I'm conjuring it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, take it back. <laughs> I'm just sitting back here. I want to talk. All right, so... I mean, plus, like, Detroit's just a dead city, so... I mean, that... <laughs> it is full of decay, so we got the five kids in Detroit. And oh, that's that's what it is. The home improvement company that the dude was living in in Florida before his sledgehammer uh? attack was originally from Detroit and bought a microwave from a failing McDonald's yep. that was put into the trailer to, uh, to reheat the Egg McMuffins. And uh, then they moved to Florida because if you lived in Detroit, Florida ain't shit. Uh, and so you move there. And then uh, that's when he was given, uh, a, given a pill that allowed him to see exactly what it was up to from, from actually the other Florida man uh, who the had chainsaw guy. The, the chainsaw guy. Because he was also destroying doors. He, just, he found another portal. Another porter from the, from the Wales McDonald's. And the DCF <laughs> took this guy's kids because they need demon food and cheap child labor. That's how you make Big Macs. <laughs> it's with Soylent Big Mac is children. children. 
children. <laughs> Big Macs are children. You I suddenly want one. Yes. So, so the connection is Charlton Heston. We're all agreed. Charlton Heston, yes. <laughs> yes. From his cold dead hands. <laughs> all right, so the conspiracy theory here, if I get it right, is that McDonald's is actually uh, accessing the, the veil, oh, allowing... Right demons to enter this universe they're looking for our children to make into their big macs uh that allows us to become p- possessed by demons exactly. but some strong characters in wales and florida and detroit have done their best to try to fight against it and to the point where the ones in detroit in the line saw what was behind the veil and it was too much for them and they passed that line and they were drunk instead of just uh taken aback and and Trauma response, yes. Do you think it's a coincidence that two strangers fell asleep in the same McDonald's? That's, that they sounds like knew. too much of a coincidence to me. Was, and the third person was nice about it? Come on, right? Yeah, in Detroit? <laughs> Nobody's nice in a drive-thru. <laughs> no. Yeah. I, I, I can't believe they just drove away without their food. Okay, Okay. so you, you think suspect. that... You think that the coronavirus is what we should be worrying about right now, but what it is is actually the beginning of the end, and McDonald's is bringing it through. McDonald's is starting a demonic apocalypse that can only be stopped by Florida and Detroit people that are trying to rise up and use their alcoholism as a means to fight the coming storm of evil. This actually explains why McDonald's is still in business, because nobody I know goes to McDonald's and wants to eat there. Nobody wants to eat at McDonald's anymore. They haven't no, for like no, 20 years. No, no, it's already happening. It's already happening. Are you surprised? <laughs> you really? Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, I am disappointed. <laughs> I just said I would voluntarily drink Bud Light, but I have standards and I'm not All right, so the moral of the story is do not eat at McDonald's because it will turn you into a demon. Also, the moral of the story is that this is our last episode because we're going to get sued by McDonald's. Uh, so... Thanks a lot for listening to Szechuan Sauce. Yes. Um, thank you so much for checking it out. Uh, we're going to be possibly doing something differently next month for Booze Clues, so definitely check out Booze Clues on our social media. Uh, all that info is at GUIPodcast.com, which is our network uh, website, or just look up Booze Clues on Twitter, on, uh, on Facebook, for more information about new events that are coming up in the future. Give it up for my uh, co-investigators tonight, working so hard. <laughs> Yes. All right. GUIPodcast.com. Yeah, there we go. (laughs) Very nice. So uh, thank you so much for coming out. We will uh, see you next time for another live recorded Booze Clues, the premier brew crime podcast from Richmond, Virginia. I'm Mike the Hobbit, and case closed. GUIPodcast.com <laughs>